Welcome to the Gritty Filmmakers Podcast, where we take a look at the film industry from the perspective of indie professionals. In the house with me today is my very own Grit House Films, and today we're talking about what films have influenced us the most. So let's kick it off when we were kids. Go back, think about what were some of those films that influenced you that you watched over and over again. Um, Something that I remember watching, and it was just because of Man, the time is we watched Indiana Jones, all of those movies, and Star Trek over and over and over again. I loved 48 Hours and another 48 Hours <laughs> when I was a kid. So I was Why? Watching, I don't know. I love buddy cop movies. And so Eddie Murphy was hilarious. Nick Nolte, classic. That's great. Cop, they cop are. Cop They're movies. great. Classic movies. So when movies. I was a kid, that's, what I, that's the kind of stuff I watched. Beverly Hills Cops, all that stuff. I love those. So. Well, that was like what my dad watched, and so we would watch it too. So yeah. Beverly Hills Cops mm-hmm. loved, my dad absolutely loved Eddie Murphy, and so we watched that in our household. What was so. Miami Vice? Was that a show? It was just that a was TV a TV show. show? <laughs> Sorry, well, that, that up. Movie too, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought too. We're was, dating. We're dating. Ourselves. We are dating ourselves. You can tell how old we are right now by saying this. Now Justin falls in a different category yes. clearly. Yes. So <laughs> Justin, I'm the young one. <laughs> I don't know. We weren't like a huge family like movie. I'm trying to think like as kids, like I grew up on Disney. Like, yeah. I remember watching Lion King, like right. fall in love with that and knowing every line to that movie. So I really grew up on on Disney movies. I also grew up in a very conservative household. So like Disney was like as, like that was, that was, that was it right, right. there. Like, that's what we would watch, nothing more than that. It expanded as I got older, obviously, but um, yeah, I'm not really sure like as a kid. Oh, I, oh I, my earliest memory though is Wizard of Oz. Mm. That's sister, true. Me and my sister I love used to that. Watch Wizard of Oz. All do, you, do you guys like that time. movie? I do. I did. I, I, don't as like a, it. I, mean, I did as a kid. I as guess. As a kid, but. I loved it, and it came on every single year. They showed. Yes, it on every TV year it was like an event. It. When I was every a kid, it was, it was creepy to me, and it's still creepy mm. to me when well, I look at it. Well, one that I loved as a kid, but is very creepy, is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh yes. Yes. The seventies version. Oh yeah. But I Dude's agree. eyes were like, oh, yeah. and they like the part where they like go through the tunnel and there's all these like mm-hmm. I just remember like the beetles or the larva in the tunnel. Or the you know, kid. like yeah, the little that, yeah. and I was so scared yeah, of that. So yeah. it's it's weird because it was one of my favorite movies as a kid, but yeah, like going back and watching it, it's really creepy. It's actually really creepy. Mm-hmm. And but he's creepy. He's creepy. He's incredibly yeah. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely. So I, I don't think like, you don't... can get away with that today. I know oh, they no. redid it, they but did like redo it, which I haven't watched the Johnny Johnny Depp version. I can't I remember watching it. I don't, I don't know I, if I I think it's it. weird, too. It was too. really colorful. Yeah. yeah. I remember the colors more. Just, than like, I, I think it was more just the, the dreamland of Candyland. Yes, I think and that's And you could, like, jump into a chocolate river exactly. or something, you know? like those. Yeah, so that's as a kid. weird to me, though. Like, I don't want to jump into a chocolate <laughs> river. I don't want to. I, don't I, I like to eat my chocolate. I don't like to swim in it. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Well, chocolate milk, drink chocolate. That's weird. I don't want to eat anything that I'm swimming in. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's great. Yeah. That's true. Would you, that's actually gross. <laughs> it is gross. That's <laughs> <laughs> really gross. It's gross. Um, okay. Favorite, or what were some of your other influences or favorite films? As a kid. So one that I watched over and over again is Girls Just Want to Have Fun. This was mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker and Helen Hunt back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, um, Loved it. It was about, you know, these two teenage girls that just love to dance. And their big dream was to be on dance TV. And so um, 
they had to like sneak out of school or something to go audition and being a dancer like this was just like oh my gosh like my favorite and just you know talking about you know two young girls going after their dream and they accomplished it and so I watched that thing over and over and over again so classics Mm -hmm. okay have you guys ever seen flight of the navigator no, no cricket. I don't think so. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't think I've seen that one. No. That is a fantastic. It's probably horrible now, but as a kid, I loved it because there was this alien AI spaceship in it, and it was just like at the time that was like all the rave, you know, and the idea of this kid saving something and being on this alien spaceship, and they explored all these worlds together, and there was aliens, and it felt real. And mm. I just remember thinking, God, I love that. Hmm. I can't believe you guys haven't ever no, seen that. Never seen that. Daryl? I, I know about it. I just Sorry, no. Daryl? No. no. I, I will it's another AI. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was into all these like AI robot, sh- robot shows. No, I mean, speaking of aliens, that just reminds me of like E.T., you know, when that came out, that mm-hmm. was like such a huge... I was actually freaked out by E.T. Me too. I was going to say that. Really? I was young, yeah, so I, I was, I was pretty scared? young. Yeah, yes. so like the first time I saw it, I might have been... Because when the E.T. come out, late yep. 80s. Oh, yeah, 80s, yeah. Right, so like I was young, young, like three or four, and I just remember being like, nope. I was freaked out by This it. dude is too scared. It's scary. <laughs> so I, I haven't really seen E.T. that much. I've maybe oh, seen it wow. twice. Do you guys remember The NeverEnding Story? Oh, yeah. Yes. I was going to say the big, that. The big, yeah, dog. I like that. That yeah, I that watched over. I didn't watch a lot of like movies that were made for kids when I was a kid for some reason, but that one, I don't know. I always, always watched mm-hmm. that one. That one stuck with me. Yeah, that's a good one. The dude, when he loses his horse, is so sad. So and he's, sad. he's like trying to pull his horse through the quicksand. And I'm just, oh my gosh, you were crying. Yeah, it's kids. just like, I was like, oh, this is emotional. That was so tough. Yeah. So crazy. I yeah. love it. Well, what about when you got into teenage years? What were some of the most influential films or? Oh, geez. Okay. So um, it's kind of a cult classic, Empire Records. Mm. So it had Renee Zellweger, um, Liv Tyler. So there was a bunch of people in it, but they all worked at this radio store and it mm-hmm. was, you know, um, this corporate company was going to buy it. And so they're trying to like save the the record mm-hmm. store. But anyway, it's like this cult classic mm-hmm. film that you just fall in love with as a teenager. It still holds up. I think. That reminds me because you said Liv <laughs> Tyler was uh, Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember yeah. When came out. Oh. Well, I got a question, though. Is there any movie that you guys knew all the words to? No. That you could recite every word of the movie? Because I have one. What Seriously? Is it? Yes, it was the 1990 version of Ninja Turtles. Are you for real? <laughs> I knew every word of that movie. Seriously? I watched it all the time. Yeah. Watched it I love that. Within the last two months, Michelle and I. I feel like it still holds up pretty good. Watching it, and uh, I feel like it still holds up pretty good. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's a good story to me. It's a lot darker than yeah. I mean, it's really corny, you realize? but at the same time, it's like no. They had to, did you know they had to get it independently funded because the studio wouldn't fund that first one. Really? Really? Because it was like too gritty and too dark, and they wanted to like ham it up a little bit. I don't remember and, that at all. Yeah, I was reading about it when we were watching it, and I guess there's that one scene. Is well, it they, they like swear in it. They like say damn and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah it's oh, like wow. it's like a gritty and version of Turtles. they kill the kid in it. They yeah. kill the kid? Yeah, in the locker room seat. Uh-huh. You know Gosh, what I'm talking about? Really but they remember. don't know, but they actually had a cut where they had, it was sure that he died, Yeah. and the studio made him take it out. Yeah. So it's implied that he's hurt, that, but he actually got killed. Oh, <laughs> oh like, my gosh, that is dark. Yeah, they had to get independent funding and all that stuff. All right. Well, I wasn't the a Ninja just, Turtle fan. The sequels fan. are a little rough. Yeah, the, the sequels are rough. But that one, that original <laughs> the original. one, I knew all the, from beginning to end. Gosh, I I'm can, trying to think if I did. I feel like the Disney movies. Yeah. I, Lion King. Mm-hmm. I think I knew I all the lines listen. too. That's probably yeah. it. I would say Lion King probably. Me, yeah. Me and my sister used to just watch it and like. I know quote all the songs. And, and, yeah. yeah I, I, I never was a Disney kid. 
I didn't watch Disney. You I watched. I've watched more Disney as an adult because mm-hmm. I have children. But I didn't yeah. watch Disney when I was a kid. I just watched a lot of grown-up movies when I was a kid, and I had to grow up fast, I guess. I, don't know. <laughs> so I didn't watch a lot of Disney and yeah. cartoons and stuff like that. I didn't do a lot of that. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of our classical storytelling that we are familiar with are, is from Disney. Mm-hmm. Like I do say the way to tell a story. Yeah, they're, it, like they're so structured in a good way, are. not yeah, in a bad yeah. way. They're so structured. Like you just learn how to watch movies through Disney, mm-hmm. and then it propels you. Um, which is why when you see something totally different, like you're just like, wait, you can tell a movie like this, right? Because you grew I think up you're on like right. Disney storytelling. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah, stories. for sure. That's true. So, when did you guys like start noticing what a good movie was like to you? Because I feel like you know, mm-hmm. as a kid, you're just like, man, that was a great story. I love that movie, but you don't know why you did until you know maybe in your 20s where you started figuring out. Gosh, I actually love this movie because the writing's good or the acting's good or the music is good. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I would say, like, I have two very favorite films for very distinctive reasons. Um, but back to that question about, I, don't, I wasn't really a teenager. I think it was like a preteen, maybe 11, when I saw Gladiator. And Gladiator is like something about that movie. It was so epic. Um, I remember watching it with my dad, and it's probably the movie I've seen the most. Um, it, it's actually the movie that made me fall in love with movies, mm. like films. That's and, cool. And made me think about like, wait, somebody gets to actually make this for a living? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it clicked. Something clicked on me, and I was like, wait, all those people on the scroll like made this movie, and that's the first time I ever really got into it. But I remember specifically one of the things that I realized when watching it was Hans Zimmer's score. I was mm. like, somehow this the music is affecting me. I don't know why, but like I'm really mm. noticing how the music is affecting mm. me. That's cool. And I noticed um, at the time, I think it was like the shutter speed he was playing with Ridley Scott mm. in the fight scene, but I realized it wasn't, the movements were like different. And I was like, that's really cool. How did he do that? And I thought it was a effect. I didn't know anything about a movie, so sure. I was like, maybe it's an effect or maybe they do it with mm. computers. So I noticed shutter. I noticed how the score was, uh, was affecting me. And I noticed like, the emotion I was feeling like at the end mm-hmm. where he like reaches for his family and stuff and mm-hmm. the music swells up. Um, and then I, as I kept watching it, I noticed like Joaquin Phoenix's acting ability. Like he, it was almost like he was method acting. Mm-hmm. And I, I just recognized it. Mm-hmm. So like that was probably the first film and that is the film that made me interested in watching movies more or wanting to be a director. I remember it was the first DVD I bought. The first thing I did was watch all the special features. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I want to do this. That's like, I, don't so know, cool. I don't know how, but I, I think I want to. I think I want to do it. Um, so that was probably my first, like in those years, my first um, film I ever fell in love with. Mm. So, mm. for me, I think it was later in life. I think in my twenties, Moulin Rouge. Mm. It was just so visually stunning. It yeah, was. It, it was is. so stunning, and the fact that you know I come from a performing arts background, and so it combines performing arts and visual arts, and it's just it's just beautiful. It's mm-hmm. so creative, and I just thought the cinematography, to be you know specific, was amazing. It's the first time that I really took notice of the cinematography, mm. and I could pinpoint it, and I was like, I love the way that this was shot. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's the, the first one that I really started paying attention and uh, really fell in love with the art of filmmaking, I think. And, uh, yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think, too. I feel like there's so many yeah, there are. that have really influenced that. But if I go back to even teenage years you guys are gonna laugh at this one this is gonna be so cheesy but it still influenced me um 
Yeah, that was later. <laughs> that's in the 20s. Yes. Okay, that's, we'll come back to that one. No, the um, I was really into Titanic, and I was really oh, into the story. Well, yeah, yeah. And honestly, I mean, I I just I think I went to it twice in the theater, and um, it was all of that. The music. Our, yeah. I was in band at the time, and James Horner did the music for mm-hmm. that, and I was in love with the music. In the same way that you said Gladiator really influenced mm-hmm. you, I just remember feeling really manipulated in a good way yeah. by uh, the music. Um, the score was incredible, and. The acting was incredible and the shots were incredible. And I just, for some reason, I think that's even for me when I like started to appreciate everything that went into film Mm -hmm. Um, and seeing it twice on the big screen. That movie is made to see in the theater, I've absolutely. Never seen it on the big screen. <gasps> oh, so it again, is made I was young, for I was it. younger. Oh, you were younger. I remember. I remember the night we watched it though. There was like the two VHS. Yes, there's tapes, two VHS tapes. And everybody I was talking them. about it, and we watched it. And I remember there's like nudity in that film, like yes. as a kid. And, I, and then my dad, I just remember his face going. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> like me as a boy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember specifically watching the movie, but I remember like having all those emotions as well. Even um, just the whole family just being kind of blown away by this, what yes. felt like a ten-hour movie. Yeah. But like, I just remember watching it. Did. It did. It was. I think what I loved about it too is um, the machinery to be able to scuba dive to go down that low had just been invented, like within mm. that ten years or wow. decade or whatever. And um, I remember, I don't know if my dad and I like watched some type of like show about that. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking about the Titanic in school. And then a couple years later, the movie came out. And I just was so blown away. I think it was a bunch of events. Um, and of course, Leonardo of course. DiCaprio yeah. at the time. Oh, he was, everybody loved him. Oh, they were chemistry great. Was and Kate. Uh, and so good. I love that Kate was a bigger girl. Like for yeah. some reason, like that just stuck out to me. And she's not big no. she's actually very attractive and very curvy but i just remember being like wow it's so nice to see a curvy woman mm-hmm. on screen mm-hmm. for some reason i remember that that was like a big influence i'd love at the to time. see it on the big screen now that you said that i, oh, just, I yeah. realized it's it. made only, for the I've big only screen. watched it on small screens but it's not as impactful i can say i can, I, can I mean that. i remember getting the vhs and the i think i have the dvd as well um and watching it at home and i just remember it didn't feel the same way mm-hmm. And that's I was like, "That's kind of when I, I, I that's I when I first that. noticed." Well, first of all, you were watching on VHS. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's my earliest memory of it too. So was the VHS that, thing. Immediate, yeah. that immediately brings it the we quality down. Little tiny tube. Yeah. It was oh, like gosh. the family huddled around the yeah. TV and watching this movie, and like I remember oh. it, um, and we all enjoyed it. Yeah, like, it, was, it was a great film, but like. I just it didn't hit me until you just no, said that. I was yeah. like, I probably, it's a different experience yeah, in a theater. Yeah. I, I saw it in sure. theater too. I think yeah. it's the first time I realized, wow, there are certain movies that are made for the screen sure. and certain movies that are made for TV. Yeah. That's why they're made for, for TV. TV exactly. No, some movies you absolutely have to watch on the big screen, mm-hmm. or you just don't get like the full effect. Mm-hmm. You know. What are yeah. some movies like that? Well, I guess for you too. What um, influenced you? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I see. I, I. I got into filmmaking much later than probably everybody here. Um, so I. I just watch movies for entertainment. But um, when I was younger, I was watching heavy stuff like Do the Right Thing from Spike Lee. Um, I, I remember seeing Malcolm X in the in the theater, uh, and like these emotionally charged films somehow stuck with me. And like mm. I couldn't tell you much about specific scenes in Do the Right Thing right now because I've, I've only seen it once. Um, but I remember the emotion, mm. and the emotion that like, I can still feel it, mm. you know, and same with Malcolm X. I've only seen it once. Um, and I remember it being a phenomenal movie and I was, I was young teenager then mm. when it came out. So 
for some reason I was like watching emotionally charged movies that really impacted me even still today. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I couldn't really tell you specific scenes or moments, I just, there's something about the tone or the emotion that just, it was last a lasting mm-hmm. feeling. So that's huge. I yeah. mean, it's still impacting you and you've yep. seen it once like yep. that is man. That's a, that's the power. That's of a power yeah. of cinema. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I actually want to go back and watch do the right thing. It's been 30 years since it came out. Mm-hmm. So good, and, still. Yeah, and I so I want to wow. watch it so I can actually like remember because I was so I was so young, but yeah, it's, that feeling still sticks with me for some reason. I wonder if it feels the same way. I don't know. I, I, I want to watch it. So, what are some other movies that are for the cinema versus TV? Would you say if you can think about some movies that you're like, man, that's really only made to see in the in theater. The, in the theater. Well, I remember when we saw Gravity. Oh yeah, we saw that in the theater. Yeah, um, that was completely the theater experience. I, I watched it again that. on HBO at home, and I was like, oh, "This is not, not as, as good impactful. as I thought." <laughs> not as good. But in the theater, I was like blown away. I felt like I, I was right too. there. Yeah. Uh, so that one, I is and the, one the single person. shot. Yeah. Remember, whatever the opening shot was like a single shot. Yeah, and I think we all kept looking at each other like, "When is this gonna break? Like, yeah. when is this gonna cut?" That was cool. <laughs> but I will tell you guys, for you guys know that The Matrix is one of my favorite films. I never saw it in theaters, and that wow. I saw two and three in theaters. I, I never saw the first. I never saw the first one in theaters. I did, and I wish I would have saw the first one it in theaters because everybody was talking about it. Everybody was raving about it at the time, and I was just like, "Oh, you guys are just overhyping this movie." Mm-hmm. And then one day, somebody had it on DVD, and I watched it, and I was like, "What is this? Is amazing!" I loved it. <laughs> so, was there is that the movie that made you want to become a filmmaker? I guess that's. I don't know if you're gonna ask that. Sorry. I, um, go for it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there was this one movie. Right. I don't know There's if there was one them. movie that was like, that's the one. <clears throat> um, I know that when I saw The Matrix, that I'd never seen anything like that cinematically. And I was blown away by it. And they were doing it, but that was, different <clears throat> visual effects yeah. than have ever been done before, uh-huh. too. So. Yeah, it was pretty groundbreaking. Yeah, it was so groundbreaking. Just, I was like, I've never seen a movie like this. This is unbelievable. And I watched it recently, and a lot of visual effects still hold up. I mean, it's mm. not as good as today's visual effects, but it doesn't distract from the movie. You're not like, oh, mm. that's cheesy or that's right. terrible. It doesn't distract. So I, cool. they, they were ground. It was groundbreaking, um, and that was when I saw that. It was like two thousand, the year two thousand. Okay. So after it came out in ninety nine, but I can't think of one specific movie that was like that was the one. I probably have to think about it a little longer. Huh. I have one. I think City of God. City of God. I, City of God, I thought that. you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I was I, thinking about this when you were. We were prepping this. Hold on, can I say something? I'm, I actually am mad at myself that it took so long for me to watch that movie because I just watched it re- within the last year and I was blown away by it. It's I was so like, weird. how did I not? And you've been telling me for years, you got to watch City of God. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, and I finally watched it and I was like, I'm mad at myself for not watching it sooner because yeah. wow. it's that good. It's it's my favorite movie of all time. Like I would say, you know, Gladiator made me fall in love with movies, but City of God made me fall in love with filmmaking, like mm, how they made it. Okay. And it's an interesting story. Um, I was, uh, I accidentally saw a scene from it, you know, like back in the day, or I guess they still do it, but you'd have those like free cable previews for the weekend. Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. So yeah. I was like looking, I was either looking for the remote or I was talking on the phone, something. I just remember seeing this scene in the background. It's the scene where, uh, Lil Z loses uh, Benny in the club mm-hmm. and like he has this like blood curling scream. He's like, ah! He like shoots the gun in the air like three times, and I remember going like, "What is that? What what just happened? Like, mm-hmm. I need to figure out more." And I watched maybe ten minutes of it, and I was so into it, but I had something else to do, mm-hmm. so I left. And like for an entire, so that was probably two thousand, maybe four or five for me or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
And I just remember having that, those images in my head all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I wonder what that movie was. I had no idea. They were speaking a language I didn't have. There were black people speaking. (laughs) It was Portuguese, but I was like, I didn't know what there was. I didn't know what it was. So then like years later, and and it's weird, it was like a divine thing or something, but I was uh, trying to figure out if I actually wanted to pursue film as a career. So I was a senior in high school. And like I had the option of like going off to college and doing like the university thing or going to the local film school here. And I was I was really, really battling with it. Hmm. And I was because I just, you know, everybody's like, that's not a sustainable career. It's too hard to get into. But I was like, I love film. I think I love film. I, I think I love film. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, my favorite rapper was Lupe Fiasco. And somehow I was on YouTube and a guy edited images of City of God to Lupe Fiasco's American Terrace. Mm-hmm. It's still wow. on YouTube to this day. I just yeah. looked it up. November of 2006. And wow. that was exactly when I was in my senior year. And I saw that video and I said, that's that movie. That's mm-hmm. that movie that had that images. Wow. So I immediately went to Blockbuster and rented it, turned off the lights. And I just, at the end of it, I was like, I'm going to be a filmmaker. Like, film there was there was no. You guys haven't seen that movie, have you? Oh my goodness! And, it, and it's really it, well. It, it's one of those films where my it's goodness. edited crazy. The it's, editing, it's, the cinematography. It's just every filmmaking trick they throw in, and I couldn't figure works. out how they did it. They were using mm-hmm. non-actors, and I was like, "How did they do this?" But it made it I feel real, to though. To like even this. the editing, yeah. it was crazy, but it still made you feel like you were right there it, watching yeah. it in the slums in, of Rio de Janeiro. I was like, "Wow!" Seventy, and it's and it's. And the story's really good, and the characters are really good. And even good. the way they tell the story, it's mm-hmm. like they jump around, non-linear, not and they yet. come back, and it's, and it's like, what is this? Yeah. It was a masterpiece. Yeah. Mm. Literally. It's, masterpiece. It's, 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 a, it's one of the best films ever made. You gotta watch yeah. it. For sure. So it's, and it's a really tough watch. I mean, it's a crime movie. It's hard. I mean, it's... Um, there's it's, a lot of violence in it and, and, and everything, but... And then at the end of it, it's a, it's, a, um, it's a true story, but I just, like, everything, and I think even editing, that's really what sparked my love for editing, was like, I was like, I didn't know you could... Cut like that, yeah. You, know, you could cut, cut like that. that. It was like, wow. you're allowed to do like, I have to go figure this out. Like, I was like, I have to figure out. Didn't that blow you movie. away when you found out at the end of the movie that it was based on a true story? Yes, because it doesn't tell movie. you that it's a, based oh, on a, it's know. such yeah. a crazy story. And then at the end, they're like, yeah, this is a true story. And they have and interviews like, of the actual, they have interviews wow. of the actual people like, in there. And it just transported me to this like place. And I just, like, that's the movie for me that like, I have to be a filmmaker. Like, I don't, I don't care. And I just what are the chances that, that your favorite rapper and then mm-hmm. those images were cut yeah. to it? Like, that yeah. is really kind of divine. Yeah, it was like this divine thing. Because I, yeah, I, for years, I was like, there's this movie I like, saw mm-hmm. 10 minutes of that I think I like. But yeah. I saw that I liked the 10 minutes of it. And I just could never find out because it was wow. in a different language. Like, yeah. nobody knew what movie I was talking about. I was like, yeah, this guy started shooting. And we then, should watch that. Together. Yeah, yeah we together. Should. We should. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. I wish I would have saw that in the theater. Oh, me too. I, I, I wish I saw that. In the we theater. could do a commentary while we watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Mo- I wish that movie, more movies, would do like re-releases in the theater, mm-hmm. because I think there's just sometimes you're like, man, you this is great. It. I want to go because if you miss a movie yeah. in, the, in that little month, month window that it's in the theater, and then you'll never see it in the theater yeah. again. And movies don't stay in theater as long as they. Used no, to. they used to be like, six months. They're, they're now gone. it's like three weeks at yeah. the most, yeah. and it's gone. It's hard to find movies. And so if you miss it, that's like you'll never see it in the theater. Exactly. And I, I, just, sure I, I don't know if that's that. fair. Like, there's certain movies that you need to see in the theater. That's I why, agree. like, like the Alamo Draft House does, like, we'll screen old movies. Yeah, I think they should. Movie Tavern is yeah. do it. Yeah. I've never gone, but I should. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's, there's so many movies that I've seen, cause, but I haven't seen the theater, and I'm disappointed. Not that home theaters are great, too, but I, there's something different about a theater it's experience. It's different. And so... Yeah. I think just seeing it how it was supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just that intentionality, I think, behind it. Yeah. It really makes a difference. 
this is really funny too. The movie Australia with yes. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yes. Um, is that another yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I don't know why his stuff is so memorable. Yeah. His well, visual it storytelling. He's really a master very, at it. Yeah, um, but I remember um, thinking I missed it in the theater and my mm. parents just put in a home theater projector that was mm. like the size of a wall. And I got the Blu-ray and I said, I'm <laughs> going to watch this on that mm. screen. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did. I was so impacted. And some of the imagery actually took me back to director John Ford when mm. he first started because mm. everything was so wide. Wide, wide shots and stuff. And yeah. Australia, the movie, is just wide, wide. shots. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's and I remember thinking, I would have never appreciated that on a small screen. Yeah. But I could appreciate the vastness of it. It made me feel like I was there. I feel like I experienced Australia watching that movie. And I thought, gosh, that's the beauty of movies, too. Well, I, get, I get so frustrated when you talk to somebody. Like, hey, you should go to the theater and see that. And they're like, oh, I'll wait till it's on Netflix. Or I'll wait till it's... You know, I'm like, no, you're, you're, not, you're missing the point. Yeah. You're missing the point. You got to go see it in the theater. And it's also that... What do you, is it? That experience you have with everybody, oh, with other people, yeah, yeah. With other people when you yeah. laugh together, when you cry. But together. some people just don't care about that. They're just like, ah, I'll watch it at home. Okay, like, so I what mean, movies have you done that with? What movies have you gone to midnight screening with a packed theater that impacted how you saw that movie? I would say my favorite, my best probably movie experience was probably The Dark Knight. I was gonna bring that up because I, I went. I, I just dark, remember, yeah, like. The theater was quiet the whole movie because it's not like a laughter. Like right. nobody, I, I don't remember anybody going to the bathroom. I, we were just you're glued to the screen. I saw in this huge, and then when there's like that big speech at the end, and then it goes to like black, and it was and everybody just sat there, and like people weren't moving. Yeah. And I was just, and it was pretty cool. And we all shared that same like wow. That's See, I messed up, and I saw The Dark Knight at the drive-in. Oh. That was the first no, time I saw that's it. that's like the worst oh, no. place. I, I, I did see it at the theater once they re-released it mm-hmm. when they did the, the Dark Knight Rises. So I was glad to get a, I got a chance to see it the theater. I saw it in the drive-in. And so I was like, ah, oh, it's, it's not that. It wasn't, it, like, the picture quality was dim. and yeah. the, the, the sound quality. I mean, there's distractions. I wasn't even really. I was like, the first time I watched it, I was like, ah, oh, it's okay. Batman movie, whatever. Then when I actually had a chance to watch it, I was like, whoa. This is actually legit. <laughs> this is for real. I would say all of Nolan's movies are yeah. meant to, like Dunkirk meant is never to going see to be the, the theater. Same. I have it. I have like we saw it. We saw yeah. it together, and it's yeah. just like Interstellar. And Interstellar. Interstellar. You have to see I that saw, in the theater. Yeah, I saw a seventy millimeter. Like yeah. I did the whole IMAX. You got to hear Hans Zimmer's score, score yeah. around the, the huge surround sound. I mean, I think that's Hans Zimmer's best work is Interstellar. But um, yeah, Interstellar. I love it. I love it on, t- on on a TV too. But it's just meant for the big screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a spectacle director, though. That's yeah. You got to see. His you have to see his movies in theater. Yeah, like I agree. if you wait until after the fact, it's it's not you the same. Something. You miss you miss something for sure. He makes his movies for the theater. He shoots on IMAX cameras. Mm-hmm. He does all this stuff. He shoots for the theater. Even Inception, I saw in the theater. Absolutely, and it was wonderful in the theater. But it didn't have the same feel when I watched it. At home. No, it's not the same man, when you watch it at home. I mean, I still, I think it's a solid movie. I know you didn't like it because you had a bad theater experience. But did you really? What happened? I had a terrible theater experience. Oh no! What so happened? I've never heard this no, story. No, he told me the story. It was like it was a, for one. It was a midnight showing. I don't necessarily love midnight showings. Yeah. I don't like midnight showings. No, so it's, it's already I can't stay two awake. and a half hour movie, right? So we had to wait in line. Did we get in line? And this it came out in June or July. I forgot what it was. And the AC broke. So you have like hundreds of people packed in, and we people were sweating. I literally took my shirt off. I was shirtless. What? In the oh my god. <laughs> Half, halfway falling asleep, oh and I was like, "This movie will not end." And since then, I just can't get into. It's it. I mean, I, I still taste watch it. It's got a bad taste. Maybe that's what that. it is. Yeah. But I've, I've tried to watch it with a open mind, and I think I, I do see the spectacle of it. But 
I don't, I don't think it's his favorite film, but like that was my by far my worst theater experience. Yeah, it was hot in July. I mean, a bad theater oh, so can ruin them. We are naming this podcast sure. "Shirtless in the Theater." <laughs> Shirtless in the theater. <laughs> there was people getting up and complaining, yeah. and like that's horrible. Just like oh, okay, dousing waters. And I wasn't the only one. Everybody was like half naked in there. It was hot. <laughs> Shirtless. In yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh I, I don't God. even know. Whatever Nolan does, I'll go see it. That's because it, it, I'll go see it in the theater because I know that that whatever he's gonna do, it's it, yeah. that's where that's where you have to I see agree. it. I it totally has to be. Agree. It's in the theater. So I think a good comedy too. Uh, yeah, like a, a good one, really good comedy. Yeah, a I good one. Seeing Superbad, as crass as Superbad is, <laughs> I always remember just dying laughing. And yeah. I wasn't because everybody one. else was. Everybody, else you have was to have laughing. the energy of everyone else. Yeah. It was so funny, and then also Django, because Django was fun. Django. Oh. Django was a lot of fun. It's just, it was probably the most fun. Like everybody was having a good time. And yeah, KKK scene, man. Oh my goodness! Like we were just—you haven't seen Django. I haven't. You got some issues. That movie is that's Tarantino's. That's my favorite Tarantino film. We're gonna watch it together. I've been waiting. We gotta do it. It's one of my favorite. I remember a guy getting up and he was laughing so hard, like he had to get up out of bed to get up to laugh. Yeah, he was like, I can't do this. I gotta go. I've never seen that. I was dying. I was like, definitely, definitely moments of Tarantino's funniest. You know, like it was just cracking up. It was, it was it was brilliant, but that was great in the theater. That was for like sure. Jonah Hill was big at the yes. time, and nobody knew he was in a movie, so he yeah. takes off his cap, and like Jonah Hill's there, <laughs> right. and you're just like, what is, it and it's it. so silly, oh, but it just yeah. works. And the movie yeah. probably works without that scene. Absolutely, it's just a silly scene <laughs> that you just, put but in but the it's, it just cracks me out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. add it to the add, list. Yes, we gotta make a list here. <laughs> I love it. There's so many movies you need you need to see. I know. Yeah. Well, I think we'll I watch a lot of TV too. Flight of so the then. Navigator. Yes. <laughs> Make your kids watch <laughs> it. No. I remember the name of it. Are you sure it's the Flight of the Navigator or I'm Flight positive. of the Aviator? Not no, Flight of the Navigator. navigator. I know I get movie. names uh, wrong, well, but not the check. movies. I gotta double check. I know I get people's names wrong, yeah. just not movies. Because you'll be like ground of the navigator. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Gritty Filmmakers podcast, talking about our most influential films. Listeners, if you have a film that has influenced you the most or you have a bunch of them, please leave it down in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear um, if any of these films have actually resonated with you as well. And so make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button and the bell notification. Join us again next week. Bye.